0: You want to always be thinking bigger than wherever you are now because when you think bigger, that's when you generate that excitement, that's when you generate the feelings and when you're generating the feelings, that's when you become more magnetic to what you want.
1: You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, Sandy. It's great to have you joining me today.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited.
1: Oh, me too. And you know, it's funny. Anyone that's listening is going, oh, here she goes again. This is one of my favorite topics. That's what I always say. <laughs> but it really is. We're going to be talking about money and abundance and manifestation and all the juicy topics that I love. But why don't you share a little bit before we dive in about what you do now and the kind of clients that you work with?
0: Yeah, i love to. So now, my absolute passion is working with women, particularly entrepreneurs, to help them really change the way they think about money, change what I call their point of attraction, so that business and creating success and creating that money flow comes easy, as opposed to, you know, I guess having money blocks and keeping it away and not knowing why. So I like to work with women so that they break through those blocks. They allow themselves to actually attract the abundance they desire and they can create a business and a life that they're really passionate about. Beautiful. Now,
1: as any entrepreneur, we always have these crazy stories. They never, I've never spoken to any successful entrepreneur that's got this beautiful success story that goes from point A to point B in this beautiful straight line. I don't know if they do exist. I'm pretty sure they don't. But you've got a pretty cool story, which I'd love you to share.
0: Yeah, love to. And you're right. I mean, anyone who has ever attempted to be an entrepreneur, it is a roller coaster. It is an up and down. It is a ride. You've got to hang on for your life.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess for me, it kind of started after I left school, I went and worked in the local library. And I loved that job because it was covering books. And it allowed me I actually taught myself to read while covering books on the side. (gasps) That is so cool. (laughs) It was. It was like getting paid to read. And so I learned to read really fast and just do things on the side without looking at it. So it was so much fun. But then the aerobic era came in and I started teaching aerobic classes and then realized you couldn't buy nice leotards. So then I bought some Lycra. And next thing I know, I'm designing and manufacturing swim and gym wear. And that was kind of... From the outside in that really looked like it was all happening but from the inside out it was a disaster. I was just getting further and further in debt because I had this kind of I guess addiction when it came to fabric and every time I saw some nice lycra I'd buy another roll another roll and I just had hundreds of rolls of fabric so I basically had all my money tied up in stock and just wasn't making enough money to make it work. So I was really, really lucky that around that time I went to a course or went to a a seminar overseas and at that seminar they talked about coaching and at that time I had no idea what coaching was, like no idea, but I'm a bit of a sticky beak. So I went along to the the little intro session they had and they talked about coaching and how you could work from home and help people in the personal development industry and the thing that really stood out for me was the fact you could work from home. It was like, yes, thank you. I mean, that's what I want to do. I love, I am such an introvert. Like I love being in my own space, my own little bubble. So working from home, it was like, yes, I want to do that. So I came back to Australia and there was no coaching schools here at all. Like it was so new. And then I, I was very lucky that at the time I was selling a personal development course and the people who were kind of joined with that course decided to launch a coaching school in Australia. So I went through their very first intake. I loved the fact that I could work from home. I loved the fact that it was all around personal development. I loved the fact that I could make as much money as I wanted to. But part of me felt completely like an absolute fraud because at that point, my life was a real mess. I was so far in debt from that designing and manufacturing business. And I had $100,000 in debt. I was on welfare at the time. I was completely freaking out. I had to borrow the money to go through my coach training. And I felt really, I guess, you know, like someone was going to, when I was on a coaching call with someone that they'd say, well, how much money are you making? Or, you know, what's your life like? And I was just freaked out. But luckily, I realized that coaching is not about being an expert, about being the know it all, about having your life in perfect order. It's about knowing how to guide clients through a series of questions or processes to help them create and attract and manifest their goals. It's not about you, the coach. So that kind of made me feel a little bit better. And basically by using the law of attraction in my coaching sessions, I started to have so much success with clients. I started to bring law of attraction into all the marketing I did. I started to create a lot of success online. I And basically I used everything that I knew around law of attraction and I used it in my life. Like I lived it. I breathed it. I absolutely embraced it and was able to go from welfare to millionaires.
1: This episode is made possible by your podcast concierge. Editing your podcast can be time consuming. Your podcast concierge offers comprehensive and affordable podcast production and social media marketing services to help you grow your podcast and business faster. Go to yourpodcastconcierge.com and book a call via the Let's Talk button on the homepage and receive 50% off your first month when you mention Thought Leaders Business Lab.
0: My absolute passion now, as I said before, is just really helping other women to understand that it is a universal law. And if you really learn how to master it, just like, you know, think of someone who wants to lose weight. Think of someone who is unhealthy. They want to lose weight. There is a very simple formula that if you not only learn it but you actually apply it every day, then you'll get the result that you want.
1: And that's the key, right? It is the key. The application.
0: The application. It's not all that learning and knowledge and listening to every podcast you can and reading every book and going to every seminar and buying every audio course and every online program. It's actually getting the formula and then applying it on a day-to-day basis. And you know, for me, I think that's what changed everything because I, as I said, I lived and breathed it. I just loved it so much. I loved that I was sharing it with other people and it just became part of who I was and what I did every day. And so, you know, I was able to go from welfare to millionaire. And so that's what I, as I said, love to share with other women. You've got to learn the process, but then you've got to apply it. And that's when the real magic can happen.
1: Yeah. And I think this is the really, really important part because I had someone say to me, actually just on the weekend, the law of attraction doesn't work. And I said, well, not when you just listen to it and don't do anything with it. You know, Ferrari is not going to just roll up in your bedroom. It's not going to happen. It's in the application, but it's not just in manifesting or whatever it is, but in all areas of our life. So my background was in dance. And one of the things that we had to do when we were like little, little was if we couldn't get a step, our teacher used to make us go home and teach it to our parents. Now, when I was a kid, I used to think this was the most ridiculous thing. I used to get so frustrated with my mum, like, oh, my goodness, you can't do it. you meant to do this. And then when I went on to be a dance teacher, I realised what she was doing. She was helping us to really get certain. And then I went on and did that with my students. I would say, okay, you have to go home and teach this to the mum. And, you know, they would come back in and they'd be giggling and say, oh, mum can't do it. But miraculously, all of a sudden, they could because it's, you can't learn by watching it. You can't learn by just, you know, thinking about it over and over. You have to actually do something with it.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> Although just in saying that, just in saying that, you do have to think about it too. So
0: <laughs> yeah, you got to do both. But that's the real key, I think. And a lot of people kind of miss that. Like A lot of people have watched the movie, The Secret, or read the book. And, you know, that came out about probably about three or four years after my own book, How to Be Wildly Wealthy Fast which is all about money and manifesting and mindset. But I think people watch The Secret and then really did think it was all about just sitting there and omming your money into your lap and not realizing that. And this is one of the things that I absolutely drill home to my students over and over again. It's aligning body, mind and spirit. It's not just about the thinking. So it's thoughts, feelings and actions. And when you align the three of them, that's when the magic can happen, because In the book, The Science of Getting Rich, in there, Wallace Waddles, and this is, you know, written back in 1910, so over 100 years ago, and he's very old language and, you know, the book isn't kind of that exciting anymore because, you know, we've got so much more around the law of attraction. But in that book he says one thing that I absolutely love and I love sharing with people. He says, by thought the thing you desire is brought to you, but by action you receive it. Mm. So by thought, when you generate that thought and you get excited about what it is that you want, you send the order out to the universe and it it comes back to you. It's attracted back to you, but it's still in the metaphysical. It's still not in your experience. And by action, it crosses from the metaphysical into the physical. So you've got to take that action because without the action, you're just sitting around daydreaming and you're not going to be able to manifest that way. So you really have to take that action.
1: Totally. This sounds great from the perspective of okay, I'm now in a frame of mind where I can manifest this and bring it in. But what I want to do is bring it right back to someone that could be listening that's like, this all sounds really great, but I owe, you know, $20,000 on my credit card right now. I've got all of this debt from different places because we also know that, you know, what we think about is what we attract. Well, when you're in that cycle of not having the money, then you're kind of attracting more of that. So what tips can you give us from that beginning of the journey? And I love that little knowing giggle then.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've lived it. I've absolutely lived it. Like, you know, think about it. When I first discovered the law of attraction, I was $100,000 in debt and on welfare. And welfare at the time was in Australian dollars, seven, no, uh, $15,000 a year.
1: Wow, huge. I don't even know how you can live on that.
0: I couldn't. So you basically go backwards. So every, you know, month, every day, every week, every minute, every second you're going backwards financially. So it's a really horrible place to be. It's gosh, you just feel so, I mean, I did anyway. I felt really embarrassed and really ashamed because I thought the rest of the world had the money thing totally sorted and I was the only idiot that didn't know what was going on. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and it is a really shameful place, right? It is. It's like this dirty little secret that we've got and it's hidden under the rug and no one can see it.
0: Exactly. And, you know, people hate talking about money, usually because they've got all this money crap hidden away and they don't want to talk about it. They don't want people to know where they're at. Even people that you look at that think are very successful and got it all going on, got the cars and the jewellery and the homes and this and that. They're living by a thread, like they're just hanging on by a thread because, you know, and this is the thing. We're not really taught in school the basics around actually handling money. We're not. Yes, we're taught about how to do two times two and 10 times whatever, but we're not taught about actually how to handle money and how to make decisions around money. So for me, I know when I was $100,000 in debt and on welfare and then I went to being a millionaire, I spent a lot of money <laughs> at first you know, it was like, whoa so exciting. You think that it's going to last forever and it's never going to run out. And that is exactly why people who have had no money and they win the lottery, you hear this all the time, they win the lottery and then two or three years later, they have nothing. And you hear that and think, and I used to, this was me, I used to think, how stupid, Like, how ridiculous is that? How stupid are they? Like, give the money to me and I'll be fine. Yeah. (laughs) But I realised, you know, unless you change your mindset before you get the money, you will treat it exactly the same after you get it and it will disappear very quickly. So that was a real lesson for me. But going back to your question, what was your question? The question was (laughs) (laughs) when
1: you're in that debt, How do you stop focusing on the debt and move forward?
0: Yeah. So in my situation, think about it, $100,000 in debt non-welfare and trying not to think about debt when you're in that situation. That's all you think about. That is every second it's weighing down on you. You're filled with fear. Your gut is all kind of clenched up. Every time you get a letter, you think it's going to be one of those red letters, you know, saying that we're coming to get you, we need the money. Every time the phone rings, I'd be freaking out, someone asking for money. It was like stress city all the time. So, I guess for me, that's why I fell in love with the law of attraction, because every moment that I was doing a process and focusing on what I did want to happen took me out of that stress and put me in a place where I just felt relief. If nothing else, just felt absolute relief. And the thing to understand is you can't manifest from a place of fear. You can't manifest abundance from a place of feeling broke. You can't bring to life what you want when your nervous system is shot to pieces. So you have to do whatever you can to just feel calm. And for me, listening to guided visualizations, and that's why for my students, I've created dozens and dozens of different ones to create, and manifest all sorts of things. Because that allows your nervous system to just kind of settle and relax. And from that place, from that neutral place, you can then start to manifest and attract. But from a place, what I call that negative place, where you're feeling so full of fear and scared and worry and you know all those negative emotions, you're not going to be able to manifest. And even if something happens and you do, it'll disappear again. So the first step is do whatever you can to get your place, get your nervous system and get yourself into that place where you feel. And it could be doing There's so many different things you can do. Meditation is great. Guided visualizations are really great. I love that because my brain is very always on, always thinking. And, you know, when I first learned meditation, I just felt like I was literally sitting there with my eyes closed thinking the whole time. Like I just felt like it wasn't actually doing anything.
1: Yeah, what I love about visualisation is you actually, for me, because I'm a visual person, I can actually see myself in that. So it's not just like an auditory experience, a visual experience as well, obviously, and that creates
0: the reality. Exactly, And that's what I loved. I loved closing my eyes and then being guided through seeing my dream and seeing it as real and seeing myself in that life and then feeling what it was like. So that really, really, you know, kind of shifted my vibration, shifted my energy and allowed me to get into that place where I really could imagine it was happening. So things like meditation, visualization, it could even be going for a walk down the beach or out in nature or playing with your dog, doing anything that just relaxes the nervous system. And I don't mean, you know, chugging down a big glass of wine, uh-huh. <laughs> but just doing something else that's good for you that relaxes the nervous system really can be that first step to actually being able to then plant the seeds for what you want to create and then for manifesting. So when you get your nervous system in that nice neutral place, then you're able to manifest and create. Because think about it. If you're in fear, and that's the whole thing, when your nervous system is in stress or there's anxiety or there's any of those negative emotions, your nervous system is saying, Danger, danger, something's gonna happen. Be careful. And when you're in that danger place, it's not a time to create. It's not a time, like even you know, a woman can't usually fall pregnant when her whole system is in that sort of negative place. So as a creator, as a manifester, you've got to get, you've got to neutralize things to start with. Neutralize, just, and it's almost like imagine you've got this garden bed full of weeds. Trying to plant beautiful seeds, gorgeous flowers, these beautiful blooms to grow, it's not going to work when your garden bed is full of weeds and rocks. You have to start with a clean slate. You have to pull out all the weeds, you have to take out all the rocks and then put a little bit of fertiliser in there and then plant the seeds. Well, that's the same with your mind. If you're wanting to manifest, you've got to get your mind in the right space and then you can start to plant the seeds for what it is that you want. So when your nervous system is calmer, then you can start to get clear about what you actually want to bring into your life. So I know in my experience, when I was $100,000 in debt and on welfare, one of the things I wanted more than anything was to have my own home. I was sick of paying rent, the rent going up, them selling the house and then you having to move, them telling me I couldn't put a nail in the wall and put a picture up or you couldn't paint anything. Like I just wanted my own house. And I wanted a car that didn't leak so much that a plant was growing in the back seat. I wanted to be able to travel. I mean, I love travel. I've been to 52 countries now. And, you know, I love experiencing the world right now. That's kind of not a happening thing. No, not at all. <laughs> but, but it will be one day. <laughs> it will be. And I'll be back out there. So all these things, and even just simple things. I wanted to be able to buy fresh flowers every week. I wanted to be able to go to a yoga session or a meditation session or get a massage or get a cleaner. Mm -hmm. I love the idea of getting a cleaner in to clean my house once every two weeks. That's all I wanted. And so, you know, thinking about all those things and not only thinking about them, but imagining that that already happened and imagining what my life would be like in that situation, in that house, getting it cleaned, having the fresh flowers, having the car that I knew would start every time I turned the key, like getting into that place so much that I felt all those feelings I would feel as if it's already manifested. And that can be a real key because just knowing what it is that you want and kind of having a list is one thing, but living the things that you want. And imagining it's already happened, that's what magnetizes it back to you. That's what really, that's the energy that creates magnetism, that creates that attracting energy. So you don't want to just have a list. You want to actually feel as if it's real.
1: Well, on that, you mentioned before, and I love the analogy of the planting the flower and having the weeds around, and you use that metaphor around the mind. I feel like that's also a metaphor for our life that when you're going through these changes, it's not going to happen when you're just on your own and you're still surrounded by all of the beliefs that, you know, that are coming at you from whoever it is in your life. Because obviously, you know, your like attracts like. I feel like that metaphor that you used is for the people that you surround yourself as well.
0: Totally, totally. You know, you're where you're at because of so many different things. The people you associate with, the things you read, you know, what you're putting into your brain every day, what you're putting into your body every day, food. Like it's just an accumulation of all these different things. And so, yes, when we talk about kind of weeding things out, doesn't mean all your friends are suddenly like blocked. <laughs> no, so glad you mentioned
1: that. <laughs>
0: yeah, it just means that you have to be conscious and aware of how much time you're spending with them and the conversations you're having. So quite often you can very easily steer the conversation away from, like if you've got a friend that only ever talks negative stuff and wants to just dive down that route, you can still be their friend, but when you're with them, try and steer the conversation in a different direction. Try and talk about what's working in the world and what's working in your life and ask them what's going right. Like It's about being consciously aware of your focus, your conversations, where your energy is going because All that creates your tomorrow. And if you're spending every day focusing on the negative, scrolling through social media, reading all the crap posts, watching TV, reading the newspaper, doing all that stuff, filling your mind with, you know, all the bad stuff in the world, then your tomorrow is going to be like that. Your day after that is going to be like that. You're the one that gets to choose what you put into your mind. And what you put in your mind then really... Allows you to then feel a certain way because if you're just focusing on all the negative, how are you going to feel throughout the day? You're probably like so many people right now. Oh, it blows my mind. Are just focusing on all the bad stuff, and so they go through their day freaking out, worried about what's going to happen tomorrow, worried about this lockdown or that lockdown or everything that's going to happen. And it's like you actually get to choose. So, for instance, my daughter, she's just moved to Victoria. And she's only been there a month. And I think they've been in three lockdowns so far. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Bad choice. I'm in Queensland and, you know, we're just living the dream. (laughs) So I said to her, she was like, oh, I'm in another lockdown. I said, oh, my gosh, like use the time. Go online. Learn a new skill. Start an exercise routine at home. Like why think of that as a negative? Like get excited about what you can do in this moment. And I think... When you start to train your brain to look for the good in everything, then you will find it. And that's the beauty of your mind. When you start to look for what's going right and think of things in a different spin to how it actually is, you then start to retrain your brain, rewire your brain, build those neural pathways to look for what's good. And when you're looking for something consistently, you find it you start to create it, you start to attract it. So why not use your brain and the law of attraction in a positive way rather than a negative way?
1: Yeah, and I think that I want to tap into that and just make sure that, you know, people understand this because I remember this was years and years and years ago it happened. Someone said to me, oh, entrepreneur is a word for people who are broke. (laughs) And I thought, oh, my God, really? That's not my reality. Like everyone I know is like, you know, seven, eight, nine figure business owners. And I know for a fact that they are, if I had have believed that if I probably would have had a very different journey to the journey that I did have, because I surrounded myself with people who supported the reality that I was looking for rather than believing that and then finding or proving to myself that entrepreneurs were broke. Exactly. And so important. I have always Actually, spent good money to always make sure I'm surrounded by the right people. And I'm not talking about buying friends, I'm talking about being in masterminds, you know, always being in business communities with people who are, you know, achieving great things because they think differently, they see things differently. They're what I find actually, what I find about successful entrepreneurs is that it's not just the money that they have, it's everything that they think and talk about is more abundant. So you don't have a problem with people not sharing ideas. So I find that the more I spend to be in a mastermind, the more advice I get when I say, Hey guys, I've got this problem. And everyone jumps in and just helps me solve it rather than, you know, in some of the groups I've seen where everyone, you know, holds their cards close to their chest and saying, no, no, can't share that. Like we're the only ones that can know that. And I'm sure you found that too, right?
0: Oh, totally. Like, Being in masterminds, finding a mentor, being in a community of people that think bigger than yourself is one of the fastest ways to create success. Someone once said to me, hang with people that make you look bad. And I thought, why would you want to do that? But then they explained that if you're the least successful in the room, least successful in the community, least successful in your group, then you will strive to do better. But if you're the kingpin you kind of rest on your laurels and, you know, I've got it made. And so, yeah, I totally agree. You want to find that community, that mastermind, that mentor that is really going to make you push yourself to do better, you know, strive for more because that alone can be priceless, priceless.
1: So on that, I'd love to hear your personal opinion or take on when to invest in yourself where sometimes it's, actually, you know, that point where it's never easy. It's just like, oh, it's going to be a real stretch doing this, but I know that I'm going to get a return on investment. You know, I'm not talking about, and I've heard stories of like people who broke putting $50,000 on a credit card to go work with a mentor. That is totally not what I'm talking about. And I saw by the look on your face that both of us don't agree with that model. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I'm sure we've both heard it. But I do think that there's, and I don't know how to put it into words so much, but you know, when you push yourself to do something that's on the uncomfortable side of, oh, this is a real stretch, but then things start to fall into place. Like what is that point for you?
0: I think I know from my own experience, looking back at when I was in so much debt and really didn't know how to get out of it. For me, I took steps simply because it felt right. Like I didn't sit down and do a profit and loss and calculate how much that was and how much I could potentially make. And is that going to cover that? For me, it was really about it felt like the next right step. And it's always been a stretch. Like I've been in masterminds. I think my most expensive mastermind was about $25,000 that I've been in. And, you know, totally worth it. Totally, totally worth it. And Like you said before, it's about surrounding yourself with that community, with that mastermind that takes you to the next level. So I think it's more about thinking, and this is where it gets a little bit complicated because there is so much on offer these days. Like every man and his dog has a mastermind, or should I say every woman and her dog has a mastermind these days. Like I remember when I launched Wildly Wealthy Women, that was back in 2003. I think back then we were probably the only female only mentoring program in the world so it was kind of really new and cutting edge and launched that and I had something like I think it was about 750 women join in a matter of a couple of months and you know that was just under two million dollars so that mm-hmm. was really simple nowadays as I said every woman and her dog has got a mastermind or a program and it's really sometimes hard to decipher which is any good because if someone can write a great sales page, they can sound like exactly what you need. The best thing since sliced bread. (laughs) The best thing since sliced bread, but it can actually be stale toast. And so that's tricky. So for me personally, when I'm looking at something, I ask a million questions. I want to know because I want to know that what I've read on the sales page isn't just words and I've deciphered it or interpreted it a certain way and I'm not actually going to get the support or the... Because I remember joining one particular program and they said, well, they're going to answer all your questions. And to me, that's what I need. I need questions answered. I like, if I have a question, I find that I kind of come to a a grinding halt. Screeching halt. (laughs) Yeah, because I want to get that question answered first. So I joined this mastermind and then I find out As I go through the process that the live calls every two weeks, which fair enough, but you're only allowed to ask one question on every call and you have to send it in beforehand. And then so if you send in your question and it gets answered, but you've got a slight, you know, a little adjustment of that, a little adjustment or a nuance that you need to know, you've got to wait another two weeks and there's your next question. And it was just like, so. Just little details like that, I love to find out before I join anything now so that I really know what I'm getting myself in for and is it really what I need? And also, I love to know kind of who's involved because again, surrounding yourself with people that are doing really great just moves you to that next level. Because sometimes joining a mastermind is sometimes a matter of one person who's doing great and then lots and lots and lots of people who are trying to do okay. Like they're really just starting out. So whatever level you're at, just look at what's out there. And there are there are so many amazing programs and masterminds and communities that can support you. But look at what's out there and just feel if it's right for you and ask lots of questions to make sure that you know what you're getting yourself in for. And yet whatever money it is, if you feel, if you really feel that it's right, it's going to be absolutely worth it for you.
1: Oh, 100%, 100%. So going back to money blocks, you know, we've talked about it sort of, at, I'll put it in air quotes, at the beginning of a journey when someone's trying to get out of that space. But from the journey that I've been on, I find that those blocks come up at each level. It's like going up in an elevator and and you hit the next floor and you're like, oh, this again, this old thing coming back.
0: (laughs) They say it's, what is it, new level, new devil, but it's actually new level, same devil.
1: Oh, I love that because I remember back when we had our retail store and we were really new. So I'm talking, we were just making enough money to pay, you know, put food on the table and everything was going back in the business. And we got to talk about, you were talking about aerobics where before, One of our suppliers was an aerobics manufacturer of, you know, leotards and back in the day, the G-strings, the little black shiny tights. (laughs) And I remember they took us out for dinner and they were such a lovely couple. And we were very young at the time and they were probably, I was going to say a bit older, but probably my age now, but they seemed a lot older when I was 20 years old. But I remember saying, oh, Julie, you know, I can't wait till we can get our business to a point where you are because they lived in this beautiful, beautiful you know, renovated bungalow that was, oh, it was stunning. Anyway, she went, Sam, I've got to tell you, it's just another day with the same old shit. (laughs) Like Because she said, it's just, we've got bigger numbers, but we've got bigger problems. And that's when she said new level, new devil, and always have realized definitely that's the thing. But I love that you say new devil, same devil. So on that, Do you think that we're able to completely clear that devil that keeps coming up at the next level?
0: I don't think it's a matter of completely clearing it. I think it's just releasing it at that particular level because when you're first starting out, you're going to have a particular mindset block and it's going to be holding you back. You kind of work through that and you get to that next level. But then, and you can kind of sit there and feel great. But then when you want to get to the level above that, you want to increase your income or expand your business You're still going to have that same sort of, it's not going to be as intense. It's not going to be as hard, but it's still going to be there because everyone has these specific things that really hold them back. But once you learn the process, you recognize that, oh, that's where my resistance is. It's not so much a block anymore. It's more just like a little bit of resistance. That's where my resistance is. That's fine. I can work through it. And so it's less of something that really holds you back. It's less of something that that stops you from moving forward but more about just recognizing, oh, that's where, you know, I'm potentially going to have a hiccup. I'll be aware of that. And then you can just keep moving forward. But yeah, your blocks never completely go away, that you're always going to be working on something. It's just like saying, oh, well, I'm going to lose weight. And so I'm going to eat well. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to lose a weight. And then I never have to worry about what I eat again or how I move. It's like, net, net, net.
1: I wish, I wish.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It doesn't work like that. You will have changed. So on a day-to-day basis, you're not going to be sitting around eating a packet of Tim Tams every day. But, you know, so you're going to be making better choices. And so naturally things will be better. But you still have to be just mindful. It's not like it's, it's a real struggle. Yeah, there's going to be times you blow out and eat a whole pizza and do whatever, but you just have to be mindful. It's the same with manifesting money. It's the same with going to the next level. It's not like, you know, you suddenly break through your blocks and for the rest of your life, you're just onward and upward to multi-millionaire status. It's that you just have to be a little bit mindful of where you're at, where your blocks are, what you can do to move through them, different processes that have helped you in the past that just allow you to sail through so much easier, but they still come up from time to time.
1: Yeah, so, and that's where... I want to focus just for a second because I think that a lot of the people that are listening to this show are, are successful. So maybe they're doing high six figures and they just can't get into that seven figure mark or they're, you know, they're hitting the seven figures and it's just like they've plateaued for a while. I know that that's certainly what happened to us for a few years. It's just like we hit that magic number that we were going for. And then it's just like cruising along. And you're like, oh, come on, where'd that growth go? <laughs> So can you share a story of either yourself or someone else that you've worked with that was successful and what they did to break that, you know, that cruising altitude, I guess, and and go to through to the next level? Because I think it's a very different strategy to, you know, the person that's sort of trying to scramble out of debt.
0: Yeah. And honestly, I've heard a story about this and I even remember hearing a story from, who was it? Anthony Robbins about people that he worked with that were in like multiple, multiple tens of millions of dollars, like massively, massively successful, making huge amounts of money. And yet they would stall and they would come to see him. And it was because it's not about the money. It's never about the money. The money is nice, but it's about what the money can do. And what happens is when you only focus on the money, then kind of the the joy or the excitement or the juice of your life kind of dissipates. So I know in my own experience, it's always been about what is the money going to allow me to do? What How is it going to affect not so much what I buy because I'm not much of a buyer, but how is it going to affect my lifestyle? Like, what am I going to be able to experience? Where am I going to be able to go? And how's my life going to look? And where can I make a difference? And the things that light you up from the inside out are going to be different to the things that light me up from the inside out, going to be different to the person who's listening, everyone is different. So you want to always be thinking bigger than wherever you are now, because when you think bigger, that's when you generate that excitement. That's when you generate the feelings. And when you're generating the feelings, that's when you become more magnetic to what you want. And the problem is, and it's a little bit like, again, and I always keep going back to the food thing because I used to be an aerobics instructor. So, you know, I understand the whole thing about people coming to the gym and trying to lose weight and all that stuff. So it's a little bit like when you're really overweight and you want to get fit, you want to get healthy. And so you really get in there and you get yourself a personal trainer and you watch what you eat and you're doing your exercises every day. And then you lose your five, 10 kilos or whatever it is. And then you kind of start cruising because you're feeling okay. You feel good. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. (laughs) The jeans are a bit looser. I'm okay. And then little by little every day you're doing a tiny bit less exercise and eating a tiny bit more and suddenly before you know it, oh, a bit tight. Jeans are a bit tight again. So it's the same with manifesting money. When things, like at the very start, when things are not good and you're really struggling, you're trying to make it happen, you're putting everything into it, And your mindset is full on and you're really taking action and you've got your mind aligned and you're feeling about, feeling prosperous, feeling abundant, feeling like all those goals have manifested and you're really, you're aligning body, mind and spirit and it's all coming together. But then when you get close, you kind of, you don't have that urgency. You don't have that sense of will it or won't it. It's like, oh, I've made it. Yeah, this is good. (laughs) And so it's too easy to sit back. So that's when you've got to go okay what's the next level I want to go to what do I really want to achieve what's going to light me up from the inside out because it all comes down to feelings and if you don't feel that slight tension between where you are and where you want to be then you're not going to take the right actions you're not going to continue to to follow through you're not going to do what you need to do and what it takes to take your business and your life to the next level so Yes, have your goals. Yes, have your dreams. Yes, have that list of all the things that you want to create, manifest and attract and experience in your life. But as soon as you feel that kind of, you know, like that nice I'm cruising feeling, think bigger. Yeah. The bottom line is you just got to think bigger. You've just got to dream grander and then you've got to create that sense of, oh, there's a gap between where I want to be and where I am. And then you start taking the actions you need to actually get there again
1: really tapping into the feelings that you have when you are in that new reality. I think that's the important part there. Yeah. Awesome. Now, I know that you've got something that you have that you can share with our listeners around how to break through those blocks and start manifesting more money. So could you please share a little bit about that?
0: Yes. So you mean the free gift that I want to give them? That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I know in my own experience, Having someone take me through a guided visualization or having someone to listen to, repeat uh, prosperity mantras really helped me enormously. So I've created this Wildly Wealthy Bundle that is exactly that. So it's a money manifesting visualization, some prosperity affirmations. And basically, it's just for anyone who's listening. You just have to go to WildlyWealthyFree.com. So that's WildlyWealthyFree.com. And um, you've got that money manifesting bundle that you can really dive into and start to shift your mindset around money. Start to, no matter what level you're at, it will shift your mindset. It will take you to that next level if you continue to to really put your focus and your energy on it.
1: It's like a muscle, isn't it? You've got to keep practice. You've got to keep practicing and working on it.
0: But you're right. It is a muscle. It manifesting is like using a muscle, and if you don't do it every day then you get sloppy and then your manifesting gets sloppy and then things start to kind of fall apart and you wonder, what am I doing wrong? What you're doing wrong is you're not working that muscle. You're not working your manifesting muscle. And the manifesting muscle is aligning body, mind and spirit. It's all about your thoughts, your feelings and your actions.
1: And it's, you know, when you're not using that muscle, what's essentially happening, just like, you know, going back to your examples of exercise, you don't have the confidence. And I feel that that's like the little bit that not a lot of people talk about, but it's amazing as soon as you start losing your confidence, you know, that's when the downward spiral begins rather than getting the confidence and the upward spiral. So it's definitely about doing it over and over.
0: Totally, because when you say to yourself, you're going to take a specific action or you're going to reach out to a client or you're going to do this social media post or you're going to do this marketing campaign, or you're going to do whatever it is you say you're going to do and then you don't do it, then you're basically saying to yourself that your word is not law, you do not follow through. So you're saying you're going to do something, you don't do it, you don't feel confident in yourself, because you haven't done it. Then when you say affirmations, or you do anything, your brain is saying, well, hang on a minute, your word isn't law, what you say isn't going to happen anyway. So it's like you're shooting yourself in the foot. It's like you need to follow through because then when you do any law of attraction processes that involve speaking about what you want or writing down what you want, your brain is saying, yes, this is somebody who does what they say they're going to do. You're going to manifest this. So it's like, really, you've got to, if you set goals, you've got to take the actions towards them because at a subconscious level, you're telling yourself, I can do this. On a law of attraction level, you're telling the universe, I can do this. So it all supports you. So you really have to follow through, definitely.
1: Love it, love it, love it. Sandy, where can people go to stay connected with you?
0: Easiest place is just go to wildlywealthy.com or they can listen to my new podcast, Wildly Wealthy Women. Oh, yay. Tell us more about that. Wildly Wealthy Women. I think I'm up to episode 13. So it's basically everything that I love. It's all about money, manifesting and mindset. So, yes, that's new and I love it.
1: Love it. We will link everything up in the show notes. As always, head to Riley.global forward slash podcast so that you can easily just click all the links just in case you're out walking or if you're in Sydney, not out walking. <laughs> <laughs> Sandy, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you today. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you so much. Bye, Sam. It's been great to share another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab podcast with you. If you want more, head over to forward slash podcast for the show notes, the links from today's sponsors, and to download your detailed episode companion for the extensive notes and value bombs we shared today. And if you're looking to connect with other experts and change makers just like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook. The links are waiting for you over at samantha riley.global/podcast.